hark, hear me, brothers of old. Listen to this tale that I tell um, of podcasting about a film that we saw today. No, we're not, we're not podcasting. We're scalds. Scalds. Regaling, regaling tales of, 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 of valor and, 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 and <coughs> valor and heroics. I'm not really uh, known for my valor. No, no, no. I'm we're, mostly we're, known for having a juicy ass. That's why we're 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 regaling. <laughs> we're, we're retelling tales of valor. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, do thou have any uh, takes about? The Northman. Hello, everybody. Yes, yes, I do. We're but going first. Yeah, we got to do because there's many things going on here. Hi, I'm Hi. May, and I'm Neo, and we're distracted because our cat's being an absolute nightmare. Yeah, don't start with us, Cindy. Don't, don't you even start. I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna deal with this. Okay, go Real deal quick. with this. I'll, All right, I'll, I'll may, entertain may the stall people for like thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. So, uh, hi everybody. Here's a, it's, oh, Neo's getting the cat, putting the cat in the back room. Um, while while this is going on, uh, I want to thank Machine Age Productions and their hash their project hashtag I hunt hunt I hunt. I promise that this is not my first ad read in history. We'd also like to thank the uh, YouTube show Blood Thing and. Uh, Oh, maybe at Dream Studio. Uh, it's an Etsy store. More about all of those later on in the show. Uh, we also have a Patreon. It's uh, uh, patreon.com slash excrement. excrement. And also, uh, I wrote a book uh, called Fluids that some of y'all motherfuckers be knowing about. Um, read it. It's gay. Yeah. Um, so, today on the podcast, we decided to do something bizarre and new for us, something we've never done before, which is go to a movie, I think they're called a movie house or like a theater. It, no, Basically, no, it's, it's a, a dark room where people go to jerk off to cinema. It's a moving picture. Oh, oh, a moving picture. So we went to see a moving picture in a cinema, in a movie house, and um, we got our little popcorn, and we watched Robert Eggers' new film, the Northman. Um, I should also say uh, we're going to be talking about spoilers. So if you want to watch the movie unspoiled, which I would actually highly recommend. Yeah, this is an analysis podcast primarily. Yeah. So uh, we're not so, really concerning ourselves with like so we're reviewing the film. since since this movie just came out and it's actually very very good. We're gonna we're gonna throw the. Uh, uh, our conclusions of the movie first so you can know what we think about it then we're going to talk about it so we're going to do more of a traditional movie review look um, at you with the with the structure look at me look <laughs> at me all right well in that case um in short neo uh-huh what did you think of the northman i thought it was very 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 good uh i mean it, it's it's robert Ed- edgar's Wow, um, good good shot. It's listen, Robert Eggers. Eggers. That's what I said, isn't you it? You said Robert Eggers. Eggers. His name <laughs> like, is like many Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe's, like many I, Edgers. Listen, Eggers. <laughs> he's full of eggs. <laughs> there you go. I would almost never mind. Uh but no, I liked it. See see, it's like the witch but for dudes. <laughs> it's like the witch but for dudes. That's but, kind but, of but that's not, what I said about the lighthouse. I was yeah, like, this but, is like the witch but for but the, dudes. The lighthouse, you know, I haven't seen it. It's more worker culture. It. Well, it's, it's also more like Sigma Melee. 
from what I understand. Well, I don't know about no? that one. Oh. I mean, it's an anti-capitalist film. Right, but people misinterpret that. Like, sure, sure, of course. I've, I, I, I have seen it used as the like as, as an incel sigma, sigma male movie. Mm, 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 so, mm. be it like, uh, in, 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 I mean, in, there are multiple scenes in that film where where uh, Robert Pattinson, um, who played Dracula that one time, a long time ago. Anyway, uh, he uh, jerks his cock off to mermaids. Ooh. Uh, so, so that's pretty yeah. incelly. Yeah, so uh, they're his dreams of mermaids, well, by the way. Yeah. Also, I, I really I really want to apologize to everyone at home for having to hear me say the phrase jerks his cock off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> that one's <laughs> So it's 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 a movie that, that deconstruct like deconstructs masculinity in a cultural sense using are the method for that is a period piece in uh, set in the uh, 9th or 10th century AD in in Norway slash Iceland slash yeah. Ukraine. So it's like what 480 area? It's 800 to 900, I believe. I think it was like 860 80? or something like that. Okay. So so is this before or after Jesus Christ? So it's after after Jesus Christ. They actually mention. Uh, and I'm gonna. How do you know when Jesus Christ existed? Do you know? Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, he was born at like he was born at like 4 A.D. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, uh, I just side note, uh, since I'm a giant fucking history nerd, the movie like mentions the Rangian Guard, and I was like, ooh. Anyway, because um, I'm a giant fucking dweeb. Well, but, yeah, I mean, if you're a giant fucking dweeb, I think this movie is very rewarding. Yeah. Well, and also, and it's like it, it's like you don't. Okay, yeah, so you don't need to know a lot about like history and Norse history and Viking mythology shit. and Viking shit, but if you do know a lot about it, it rewards you for it. So it's like you yes. won't miss anything by not knowing it, but if you know it, there's just like an added level of like depth to a lot of things that the I really The same like. I think is true of The Lighthouse and The Witch as yeah. well, where it's like there, there are stories that are set in history that are actually stories about the modern times. Like, like The Witch is a movie about patriarchy and how it manifests today right which is that the familial structure of dad leads the way daughter is like gonna have to follow along is still the way things are and it's still justified through faith even though faith like only gets people so far and if mm-hmm. somebody is like a fuck up faith isn't gonna fix that right um <clears throat> well, like, blind faith isn't exactly well, and so that's a very modern story mm-hmm. told in a in a like a perspective that's something we traditionally don't see, right? Um, but there's a quote I don't know who it's from, but it says often we look to the past to see our future. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see you can see the situation you're in mm-hmm. through the narrative of the past a little bit easier at times. So I feel like Robert Eggers, like, yes, he is a history nerd. And yes, his primary function is that he really, really likes portraying history, like directly on screen in the most accurate possible way. But Mm -hmm. also he's a good filmmaker and good storyteller. He's a lot to say. He has takes and he's trying to, he's trying to communicate takes to people. Yeah. When like lighthouse, the lighthouse is literally like climb the ladder, see the light. Right, mm-hmm. like climb the corporate ladder and you'll see the light. Right, and the light is just a light. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and so it's like, 
it's like incredibly anti-capitalist, mm-hmm. like the lighthouse, and yet like incredibly simple. And I feel like the Northman is the exact same way. It's just like all of these movies are very historically driven, but also reward you for caring more about what it means on some sort of ethereal, like, you know, socio-political level than anything else. Right. And so the Northman, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did. <laughs> That's my it, take. Yeah. I thought it was good. I watched it in the theater. I was like, "This is—is is that Bjork? This is good." She wasn't in there for very long, and I was kind of bummed out. I was too. She but didn't sing either, which I thought was also no. Very... She should have because there's a lot of singing in that in the movie. Yeah, I kind of I kind of liked that uh, element. The fact that the people, music. yeah, I liked the musical elements of it. I kind of di- diegetic music. Yeah, well, like yeah, it, it's kind of like if you were doing a Shakespearean thing. It's like, well, you know, parts of this would be traditionally sang. And that's right. that's like even more enjoyable. But um, that's fine. Yeah, you know, whatever. It's yeah. also in English, you know, and it's like, well, this wouldn't be fucking in English if this was history. It's it's kind of hypocritical, right? Because it's like they they want to have this be the most historically accurate version of this particular culture ever, mm-hmm. but also only half the time is it actually in the language. Yeah, and the other half the time it's like, well, we put this in in English so that people would understand it, and it's like it's a fine translation. I don't think translations are necessarily bad, but it would have been really cool if the movie was <clears throat> subtitled though. In the whole thing was, yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, like, that's the direction I probably <laughs> would have gone. <coughs> All right. So, without yeah. further ado, uh, to the summary of the film. Yes. So, what we- happened? Or, oh, 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 before we continue, if you are a baby and haven't seen the film yet, it's okay. One day you'll be a man and you'll have seen it. Um, <laughs> but today might not be that day and you might need to fly away a little butterfly. That's okay. Uh, you can come back after you've seen the movie and we'll, we'll talk to you about it. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Spoiler time, bitch. Yeah. Spoiler time. <laughs> so, uh, the movie basically starts with the main character. I can't remember his name cause they don't say it very much in the film. I think it's Am something. Hamlet? Not, no, A.M. His name is Hamlet. No, no. <laughs> But, okay, so the movie starts with uh, his dad coming home from a raid, uh, and then his dad takes him to a, a shaman where they uh, put shrooms in mead, drink it like dogs, and then have a uh, have a giant shroom trip, father, right. son, and shaman, where they indoctrinate the child uh, yeah. Into into the the masculine practice of so, sacrificing oneself in war. Yeah. So the dad's like, "Hey, I'm gonna die in battle, and when I do, you have to avenge me. Like no matter how long it takes, no matter what, no matter like, what it costs you. And 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 because like the reason he's been thinking about his mortality is he got stabbed, and he didn't he like it isn't fatal, but he's like, at he's like I'm reaching the point where at some point. I recognize that I'm going to die and go to Valhalla or Valhol, how they say in the movie, which is like the more accurate pronunciation. Right. Um, Valhol. Valhol. Um, and so he, so he, it's it, his, his, uh, his mortality is, has him teaching his son, 
you know, you know, because normally parents are like, hey, when I die, here's how you do the inheritance. You know, here's what you here's what you do when I die. And he's like, what you do when I die is no matter what, you avenge me. And until you've avenged me, you can't have honor. But once you've avenged me, you can have honor and you can't fear death and you can't show fear. And because he and the kid's crying because his dad, he's like takes off his bed. He's like bleeding. Right. He this, learns like, that his dad is mortal. Yeah. And he's like bleeding from this like. And his wound. dad's like, yes, I am mortal. And so are you. And I'm going to die soon in battle. And yeah. then you will also die in battle. Yeah, but you'll have to avenge me first. <clears throat> um, and so and then the kid starts crying because he's on shrooms. And this is all insane. And then they like gr- they like grab his tear and they're like this is the last tear you will ever shed. <laughs> like this is the last time you can cry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then he like grabs his son and like p- makes him put his hand in like his his wound and he like sees the family tree and he like has this like vision um, of his own fate. I mean, and he uh, basically builds his own fate in that moment. Yeah. And so and so he, he has his fate and then they they're done with the trip walk out the dad gets just fucking killed um by his brother and then hamlet has to uh avenge the death of his father yes from uh, his uncle and his mom gets kidnapped and so he, he has this mantra where it's like i will avenge you father i will rescue you mother i will kill you uncle i can't remember yeah and then hamlet says uh to be or not to be that's the question <laughs> and is it bold is it better to <laughs> experience right. the boldness of outrageous fortune no i okay this is a joke but also the story is very oddly similar to hamlet yeah yeah you know what <clears throat> now you mentioned it I, and also his name is like am amli yeah that's like i'm something omni or then, something and like then you're that. You're like Hamlet. Well, when I was watching the movie, I was like, "Why is this like Hamlet?" And then at one point, Nicole Kidman's like, "I'm Lee," and I'm like, "Is his name fucking Hamlet? Like Jesus Christ! Um, I can't believe this. this is Hamlet." Anyway, so he escapes from Norway, uh, ends up in in the Kievan Rus, um, and becomes a berserker. So he he goes from acting like a dog and doing acid or doing shrooms with his father and shaman to him and about 20 to 30 of his homies all doing shrooms and uh, becoming uh, bears and wolves so and then that they going can and kill people. murdering and raping and enslaving an entire village. Yes. Of, 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 uh, of, of the Rus. Um, so he does that and he, he's participating in this and he's like really good at it and everyone likes him on another side note. Um, they included uh, saxes in this, which I thought was really neat. It's the big daggers they had, like the long ones. And they're really cool because they're like incredibly heavy, so you could use them to chop, where you know normally you can't use daggers because they're light. Right. But they just made really, really heavy daggers so you could like cut rope on ships, so you didn't need an axe. Right. Anyway, I, see. I think they're really neat, and like there's no representation of them, except in this movie. Um, but anyway. Uh, so he, so they're, they're talking about where they're going to send all the slaves and he finds out that the person who killed his father, his uncle, uh, is actually in Iceland now. Yeah. So basically because he made a, he made a grab for the throne, then somebody else made a grab for the throne. He retreated and ran to Iceland to basically... Uh, stew about it, well, have a little farm, and get over it. So cope, seethe, mauled. Yeah, he, well, he, well, he made a grab for like the local throne because they had right. like the kings, and he had like the king. 
So so the, you know the so he made the guy for the throne and king the king was like hey um it's really not good for the law and order of my society if you can just kill the the minor king and become king that's that sounds like it would be horrifically unstable so you need to get the fuck out of here <laughs> like I can't right. let that happen he's kind of exiled yeah so he goes to Iceland um and so the Amsel uh. Just cuts off his hair. Hamlet? Hamlet. Brands himself as a slave and sneaks onto a slave ship going to Iceland um, where he meets... Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah, I can't remember her name either. They don't say many names in this film. Well, also, the names are names that we aren't necessarily the most familiar with in yeah. the West. So, he, hear me. Uh, forgive me because <laughs> I don't know this shit. Anyway, it's history's shit. Yeah. But it is very I'm I'm here to talk about the story. <laughs> yeah. So uh he meets her, uh, and she's kind of a uh Oh wait, no, we forgot the Bjork. So as they're We forgot the Bjork. As they're pillaging the village, he goes in and he finds their shaman who is Bjork and she's like, Hey, it's his name, son of like the Raven King and he's like, How the fuck do you know who I am? And she's like, Well, they poked out my eyes, but I can I, I'm a shaman, bitch. Uh, yeah. And then she, uh, she tells him his fate, which is to go and like av- like like avenge his father. She's basically been like, "You're running away from your fate. You need to go like carry out your oath, like you know, you know, regain your honor, um, avenge your father, uh, and you have to you know, go to Iceland or whatever." But and she's also like, "Is like you have to find this like magic sword and then kill him at the gates of hell." Um. <laughs> And so he's like, okay, uh, find Matt, go to Iceland, find magic sword, kill at gates of hell. Got it. Got it. Easy. No, that's problem. my fate. Um, so he gets on, you know, gets on the boat. He meets, uh, Taylor joy's character. Anya Taylor. Anya, character. He meets Anya's character. Um, and she is like, Hey, you know, you're definitely not a slav. Um, and you're definitely not a slave cause you're a crazy fucking berserker dude. So, Anyway, so she like catches on. They get brought to Iceland. They're they're both sold to his uncle. So then he spends a good part of the movie being a slave to his uncle, um, and just like and he's like a really really good slave. But he's yeah. like, but I will make his life a living nightmare. Yeah. So he so anyway so so he, well yeah so he decides that at some point he's going to make like just be just turn turn this farm into into like a Hell's horror nightmare show. yeah so uh to just to find out how to do that he goes to this guy's shaman who has killed his father's shaman and still has his head and he's like yeah the way i shaman is like cut off some hair throw it in the fire and then the head talks <laughs> so he has a conversation with his old dead shaman and he's like hey there's this sword that you have that that's your it's your destined sword you need to go get it but you can only open it during the night or at the gates of hell. Right. Because it's a magic sword. Yeah. And he's like, okay, go find the magic sword. Got it. Um, so he he goes, like, robs the, robs the grave. And here's where the movie introduces something that I think is really interesting, where it there's two versions, like, there's two versions of a scene. One is where he, like, tries to, like, take the sword and then the the corpse he's he's robbing turns into a jogger 
and like a like a Norse zombie, and they have this epic fight, and he kills the Draugr, um, to get to get his 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 destined sword. And then and the then, other is like the reality where he just like takes walks it up, right out of the walks up to the hands. skeleton and pulls the sword away, and then leaves. Right. Um. And so and kind so, of obsessed with tales of old. Yeah. And so something this movie does is is you have their like mythological religious interpretation of the event where. You know, he, and, you know, in his mind, he's like robbing the grave, and you know, there's the Draugr and all this. But it's like, and then, and then the like, the, the literal, the, the literal. You know, it. he walks over and takes the sword. Um, and so, anyway, so then he, he him and uh, Anna Taylor Joy proceed to like terrorize the farm and they do all this like weird shit. They murder a bunch of people. Yeah, they well, put their bodies in disgusting ways. Yeah, they give the soldiers shrooms in the middle of the night. And then they get so terrified they cut out their own faces. Yeah, which is very funny. Oh wait, well there's also an important scene before he decides to do this, where he's just like scoping out being a slave. Um, they have this like this festival where they go and like play a game against another farm groups of group of slaves, where it's like uber violent hockey, where if someone has the ball, you can just beat them with your stick, and that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the appeal of the game is all these rich, all the you know, Freeman watching slaves beat the shit out of each other with sticks. Um, and he's obviously very good at the game. Well, mostly because, because he fucking he's kills a badass people. fucking berserker. But, um, so in the end, it's literally just him and this other like giant, like violent motherfucker on the enemy team. But the, his, so, um, at the start of the movie, his, uh, his uncle had, had a baby and then his uncle kidnapped and married his mom, and they've had another kid. And so this other kid is like, you know, and he, and so the main character feels really protective of this of the second kid because he's like, oh, we're we're brothers. Yes. So there's a scene. So in in the in the game when it's just the two of them left, the the kid is like is like, oh, I want to play. So he like runs out with the stick, um, and and he gets like knocked over by this big dude. And he's like lying next to the ball, and the big dude like lines it up, so he's gonna try to he's gonna hit the ball, but the ball is like right next to the kid's head, so he's also gonna absolutely kill this child. Yes. Um, and so the main character like loses his shit, goes into his berserker rage, and like headbutts the dude to death. Um, uh, like to death. To death. Like headbutts him to um, death. It's and, amazing. Yeah. And so, anyway, they um. And so he's terrorizing the the village or the the little farm um, until and he like kills the guy's his uncle's oldest son. Um, he and then he goes to his mother and he's like, "Hey, it's me." And then his mom tells him, "Is like, hey, you know, I actually hated you, hated your dad. Um, your dad fucking sucked. Like, at least your uncle isn't abusive to me." Like, you know, he may kind of suck, but he, but he is so much better than your dad, who is shitty. I told him to kill your dad. He didn't yeah. want to do it. That was all me. Um, uh, and she's like, uh, and then, yeah, he's like, oh, fuck. Well, and then she, she's like, she's trying to get my, the sword from him. My mom's the villain. Yeah, so, so she can kill him. So she's like, she's like, but if you kill him, you can marry me. And then we can be like the power couple, and she starts kissing him, but she's like trying to get the sword from him. Yeah, and um, it's like really, um, wow. Yeah, uh, Nicole Kidman incest moment. Yeah. So, 
Uh, that's actually a scene where he goes and kills the uh, kills the oldest son. Um. Anyway, so then everything just keeps on escalating, but there reaches a point where, um, Anna Taylor Joy, is like, "Hey, like we can just fucking leave. Like we can escape." Yeah. You know? And I'm pregnant with twins. Um. And he like, cause he, like she was like bleeding from the neck, so he like kisses her, her like her wound, and he can like see the future, and he can, he has this vision of of their kids, and he's like he's like fuck my fate like my kids are what's important right you know so he has this moment of like this, this moment of clarity where he's like i don't give a shit about about my uncle and my honor it's like i, yeah. I, need, I need my it's like my kids fates what's important my family my family's what's important so i can have a different thread of fate yeah um and so he they're they're gonna go escape uh they they, and they get on a boat with a slav which I think was really interesting that they had like a like a like a Kassar esque fucking Slav. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what was the odd actor's name? Uh, you, you, oh boy. yeah, he's uh, Ralph Iverson. The yeah, guy Ralph from... Iverson is this like Cossack Slav uh, um, boat boatman. So they, they they like pay him. They're gonna like leave, um, and then the main character's like, hold on, hold up, wait a second. What in 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 in, in one of the one of the things about his fate that was prophesized was like so at some point you're gonna have to choose between loving your your kin and hatred for your enemies. Yeah. And he has this epiphany where he's like, "Hold up, what if I can, I can put the do two fates both. together and do both? What if hating my enemies is loving my kin?" So he hops right. off the boat. Uh, I need to go murder this motherfucker. So he hops off the boat. To go back and 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 kill his uncle, um, what ends up hap- what ends up happening is is in trying to find his uncle, he kills his mother and his brother, um, and Ab- like Radford does that, his uncle shows up and is like, "Well, well, at this point, I don't fucking care anymore." So he literally like like he shows up, sheaths the sword, picks up his dead family, and is like. Well, and also, like, a volcano just exploded. He's like... He's like, I will meet you at the gates of hell. Yeah, he's like, I will meet you at the gates of hell. I'm going to go bury my family. Fuck you. Like, you fucking asshole. So he he takes his family to... He buries his family. They have this epic confrontation. Uh, uh, Hamlet kills his uncle, but dies in the process. And the yes. final shot of the movie is a Valkyrie riding, riding down from Valhall to uh to to bring him to Valhall. Yeah, and he's looking upon it as like this amazing moment where and, he's like secured the thread of his Yeah, fate. and he sheds a single tear. Yeah. Um toxic masculinity. Yeah. Well, so I th- anyway, there's a lot to interpret as movie and there's a lot to talk about. We're unfortunately not going to be able to talk about everything we want to talk about. And even before we start talking about that, we need to go to ads. Yeah, let's do some ads, and then we can do, some, do some analysis, bitch. Yes. All right. All right, what's your bacon to be this week? Hey, kid. Hey. 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 Do you want to buy some drugs? Yes. What What? What? what Here, drugs do uh, let you me have? Open, let me open my comically large trench coat. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah? Silent yeah, yeah, Bob. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what the fuck? Okay. Wow. Now I don't want to, I don't know if I want to sell you drugs anymore. <laughs> All right. Fine, fine, fine. Money's money. Okay. There's no ethical consumption under <laughs> capitalism. Okay. Okay. I got, I got, I got right here. I got some, uh-huh. I got some ambient dream studios. Uh-huh. Okay. 
And, and, and what's in that particular drug? Okay, well, that one is like this Etsy company that makes these really cool posters that look like like acidy kind of like, but they're landscapes. It's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very cool shit. It's kind of like a chill experience. Like I would say, I would say like 15 to 20 minute onset, you'll have a great time, but uh, I probably wouldn't do it if you're looking to like dance and have fun. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's more of like a chill out. Uh-huh. Relax kind of experience. Uh, well, what else do you have? <clears throat> yeah, okay, so right here, it's the equivalent to meth, pretty much, uh, or heroin. Well, no, not heroin. Heroin's a little bit. Anyway, it's more like a methamphetamine. Anyway, it's hashtag I hunt makes you go crazy. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Uh, anyway, and it's it's also best to do with with a group of friends. It is, yeah. Uh, it's 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 um, it's, it's basically the play. it's the methamphetamine of of tabletop RPGs. What else? Well, you, well you, I got to tell you more you have about a last it. Drug? Yeah, oh, you well, tell well, yeah, about yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's about the you know, it, um, you know, like gig economy shit, like yeah. like Uber and shit. Well, it's that, but you're like a monster hunter, right? Uh huh. Yeah, so that sounds like crack. What else do you got? You ever just take a hit of crack and you're like, "Woo!" Uh, I'm ready. Not, not, not really. But well, that's how I feel after I play hashtag iHunt. But for the sake of the ad, yes, yes, you know all about that. Anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, and then over here we have. We have some psychedelics. I know you like psychedelics. Uh-huh. Well, I got I got some shrooms. I got a dirty bag of shrooms here I, called I, Blood I, Thing. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's called Blood Thing. Don't. That's the strain. It's it's crazy. You see shit. Uh-huh. You like take them. What do you and, see? Well, you see like this little guy. He's like a little bloody guy, and he sponsored a cool show that I did called Hexen last week, which was really super cool. Um, but anyway, blood thing, yeah, it's, it's a little blood thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to define what blood thing is. What, what a blood thing is? Yeah, because it's a blood thing. I mean, if it was, if it was something more specific, it would probably be named differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so that's a trip. What's that? What, what's that book you got in the trench coat? The book? Oh, that's my. Oh, you don't want that. Well, okay. So this this is kind of. Well, do you like ketamine? Yes. Okay, so this book is is basically like that. Um in that you you're you'll be going along just fine and then all of a sudden the floor will fall out from under you and then you'll fall into doom. That's basically my book Fluids which you can buy <laughs> at nickspears.vancamp.com/merch. Um oh, hey, what um so so some people that are like communists, they like this one particular drug called patreon.com slash excrement. <laughs> All you basically do is it's, it, you, there's no real pill. You just kind of pay me money, uh, or well, Neo specifically, pay Neo money to continue to make the podcast yeah. uh, and do more advertisements, uh, yeah. basically. And then, yeah, you get, you get a, a high five. Oh yeah, <clears throat> give it to me. Hell yeah! yeah. All right. Um, so uh, anyway, do you want to buy any of this shit, or do you want me to slink back into the darkness? Slink, foul drug dealer. <sighs> yes. <laughs> That's right. It's vampires now. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. Uh, back ba-da, to the north. But up, Northman. <laughs> Northman. Um, real quick, and so something I want to get out. Uh. Because I, I think it's a part of the movie that can go 
missed if you're not looking for it is the main character and his father uh their primary god of choice with was odin yes uh who is like the the like the all father the king of the gods he's like a warrior but he's also like cunning and smart he's he gave his eye in battle yeah to for for knowledge uh and then the the bad guy and his family they all worship freya who's like the god was like family magic hearth kind of god yeah um and and the reason i say this is there's an element of this movie where um early on the the main character is told it's like hey like don't try to understand women don't try to be like them don't don't try to understand do not empathize with women don't don't try to understand their they understand you a lot more than you'll ever understand them so don't try but also follow them because they're smarter than you and they're right more cunning than you so you should listen to them and follow them don't try to learn their magic or their ways um so and so in part of you know part it's it's an interesting like i mean it's a through line through a lot of rule number two do not be like pussy (laughs) like well it's interesting through line because it's 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 him and his father are following the like the masculine father god yeah where where his uncle and their family are following the mother the mother god yeah where in and and then his like his his father and him are both more interested in in like in in their sagas and their fate and their glory in battle whereas the uncle ultimately just kind of wants his family yeah like he's 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 a family man like he's more interested in in maintaining his farm and and having slaves and having well yeah well and also like his dad had slaves like everybody had slaves it was it's kind not of a good practice ubiquitous. like if you you know you, it's a you shitty practice where a slave or had chattel slaves so yeah. i'm not you know i'm not trying to moralize it but like it's it was just it's just true i mean he is the he is the somewhat better alternative to that absolute son of a bitch who was his dad yeah uh yeah you know even though he betrayed his you know even though he betrayed the raven king uh the raven king kind of fucking sucked (laughs) right um yeah so yeah yeah there's this element of like of of him seeing all women as witches Yes, and as people who have this like womanly magic, and 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 who he needs to be careful, but and and he needs to trust them because they're smarter than him. But he can't learn their ways, which is a really interesting like aspect to this movie. Yes, um, I, I mean, I think that there's like the obvious thing where it's like literally and like analyzing the traditions of masculinity. Yeah. The masculine urge to die on a hill. Yeah. I mean, it's literally going all the way back to like the, where the origin of that coming from whiteness, Mm -hmm. like where that exists. It predates Protestantism. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's, it's all with the masculine urge to die on a hill. (laughs) has always been there. And the feminine urge to, uh, beg your man to stop doing it, but he doesn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that it's funny that he ironically falls into his fate because he's like, I will reject it. Yeah. And then he's like, wait, now I have some shit to defend. Right. Fuck. But he doesn't, but he doesn't reject it in a way that's like, you know, he, he doesn't reject it in a way that's like, that's healthy. No. Well, 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 no. Well, but he rejects it and then he decides to lean into it. But, 
you know, there, there's the moment where where he realizes that if he if he abandons his his the hatred for his foe's fate, and if he chooses just to love his family, like he could he could turn into his uncle, and that he could just be a happy family man, and he could raise you know strong warrior well, children. I think an argument could easily be made here that the reason that he does his big suicidal violent act at the end is because he's terrified of being his father. Yeah. Like he's scared of being his father yeah. to his own kids. Like he doesn't he doesn't know how to be a, a father, is terrified of the idea of raising kids. Yeah. And so he literally just does it so that he can abandon his family. Right. The masculine urge to abandon your family yeah. and well, call it self-sacrifice yeah and, there, and there's even this, uh, like a part where he's like he's like i have to i have to protect us from my uncle and he's just Taylor coming Joy up from literally like, for any literally like, any reason like it's like what the fuck are you talking about it's like it's like he's we're fucking, on a boat we're on a boat he's banished to iceland like the fuck is he gonna do like he's he you know he's not Leave even a the king fuck alone. he's like a he's just a you fucking killed his farmer. fucking children yeah <laughs> surely that's enough yeah. um yeah no and and well, and so the the thing is, it's it's less about doing what's right and more about doing what you're told. Right. And the thing is, when he was a kid, he was told, you have to die in battle to go to Valhalla. Yeah. And, well, you have to die Valhalla. in battle and you have to avenge your father. Like. Right. You have to die in battle. You have to avenge your father. You have to save your mother. Mm-hmm. Well, mom doesn't need saving. Dad is not worth doing revenge for. And like Valhalla awaits those who end their life prematurely and mm-hmm. don't get to live a fulfilling life of, you know, family and self-satisfaction. Mm-hmm. They like, it's literally like a berserk story. Yeah. Well, and like, and, and I think there's two ways to view the end of the movie. I mean, depending, and, and it changes how you, you, you have to see the movie. Where there's the interpretation of, of in his mind, you know, well, well, it's the interpretation of like he dies, he goes to Valhalla, and that's like the end. Yeah. Where and and, and that's and that's you know and and that's what's shown. There's also the interpretation of of it's like well that's what he thinks happens. Like who knows what happens when 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 he actually dies? That's, right. You know, and so so there's an interpretation of it of of. Well, he won, and and it's great because he actually he gets rewarded for his sacrifice. But then right. there's the interpretation of well, or he just died, and and his his and Anna Taylor Joy has to raise his kids without him, uh, and which is objectively just, the real yes, and he's just fucking dead, right? Like, so he has abandoned his family more right. functionally, you know. And so it's like, and so going into this movie, I uh, I watched I watched a couple. Uh, like reviews of it yeah and what the reviews said was it's really right-wing and and it's really bloodless both of those things i would argue are very 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 wrong yeah those Um, neither of those things are true because the because if you if you look at the movie from the he's just dead because of his masculinity because he couldn't break the conditioning of his of his childhood right no it's it it becomes it's, a movie of of the masculine urge to die on a hill fucking sucks like reject that urge right and, and take care of your family 
Yeah. Well, where, and I, so I feel like anybody saying it's right wing is literally like that guy who's like wearing the Burzum shirt. And yeah. Is like, oh, he's like, he's in Valhalla, to the bro. He went to Valhalla because he defended his wife. Someday, his love, someday I'm going to go to Valhalla. His children, his family. He defended whiteness. This, I'm going to shoot up. I hate this guy I'm, I'm gonna, being. I'm going to shoot up the Batman too. Kill myself and go to the fuck hole, and I'm gonna be with him, dude. Well, yeah, and I, I think there's a good argument to be made for like Robert Eggers is asking himself the same thing I think a lot of us are asking ourselves, which is like, how, why is it that so many guys just justify blowing their brains out over the dumbest, stupid shit? Yeah, like it's so like this like school shooter mentality of people just running in, killing a bunch of people, and then going to Valca- Valhalla, like, like w- this is still going on. This well, is still, like, in our culture. It's actually returning to fashion, this idea. Right. And... <clears throat> Well, it, it's it's this the they can justify it because like very literally in the last moment of their life, they feel righteous. Right. Well, and and even like there, there's an element of it where where there's multiple Viking heavens and Valhalla is only one of them, and that's like the warrior heaven. You know, that's right. That's where you die if you were honorable and you know died a warrior. If you die a family man, you go to the family heaven where you are with your family. Like right. you, you you go to like like I think it's Freya's in charge of that one, but you you, know, so you just go to the family heaven, and it's like and and you're not in you're you're not in the bad place. You're in you're in like like the 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 I'm I'm an adult and I'm a parent heaven, and so and it, it's not even like you know Valhalla is like the place where everyone wants to be, but also the family heaven's pretty good, especially if. You are, you know, you know, you can reject the masculine urge to die on a fucking hill and choose to be happy. Like, right. And like, and like literally he has this line where he's like, he's like, he's like, hatred and vengeance are the only things my heart has felt. And Anna Taylor Joy is like, okay, can we feel something else? Can we, can, can, can you fucking not? Can you fathom feeling something other than yeah. that? Yeah. Can you, you know, can you love your Or is that literally kid? all you've got? Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, I, historically, I, I, I was a very, very angry person, but it was just a fucking coping mechanism, you know? Yeah, and it's course. like, you know, something I had to learn is if I would like to be happy and fulfilled in life, I can't be angry at literally everything. <laughs> right. You know, like it, it doesn't actually help you. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know, you know, perceiving everything through like like the red lens of rage isn't a healthy way to live life. Right, and that you know that's, that's what this movie's about. It's like it's like you can either like like be angry, um, uh, like radicalize yourself to 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 a violent suicidal death, or you can just fucking not. It's not even hard to not like. It's, yeah, it's, it's like it's you not, literally can just not. Yeah, it's not. And it, it, you know, it's it's not that hard to like to like just, you know, go go and not be, not have like not be a, like a berserk dead. a berserker dead man. Yeah, you can just not go die. Yeah, um, I know it's tempting, boys. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's like and. And it, it's just, it's just, just reject the urge. Like, well, and I, I, I'm also just gonna mention that I thought that it was interesting that 
the the main character looked like Varg uh, through several periods of his life throughout the movie. I thought that was great. Um, I thought that it was interesting that anybody in there that was like, yeah, black metal, return to traditional whiteness, goes in there and watches this and is just like, what? Hey, what? Yeah, well, okay, what so... I don't so know what happened. We describe our our movie going experience. Why are all these women talking? Yeah. So there were the four of us. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. There were the, the four of us. The masculine urge to ruin a movie for everybody. Yeah. In the there theater. were the four of us. Then there were two rows of like ten dudes each. Yeah. And and Fucking for the first nightmare. like half of the movie, it was awesome because we're all like, it's like we would all just talk with each other, but not you know you know not directly, but like. We would say something, then they would respond to it, but not talking at us. Anyway, it was just, it was fun. It was a good vibe. We were all watching a movie together, yeah. and engaging with each other. And then someone makes a joke, and someone stands up and says, fucking say that again. And the guy's like, what? He's like, say it again. What? Make, crack that joke again, bro. He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, okay, shut the fuck up. And sits back down. And yeah. it's like, and then the rest is fucking silent for the rest of the movie because it's like, no, we were all having a good time engaging with the movie, and you had to do the very thing the movie is telling you not to do. Like, the entire movie is like, hey, don't do this thing. And this guy's like, what if I died on this fucking hill? Yeah, what if I just like I mean these the 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 people that the guy was yelling at, they were just like, you know, a group of friends. There wasn't many people in the theater, and they were just kind of like quietly whispering amongst themselves about the movie, and then this guy like starts yelling, and it's just like, so what has been accomplished? Yeah. Do do you think Are you that, having a good time, bro? Like Are like- you, yeah, it's like they were just engaging with the film. Yeah, you know, like, if, if, I don't really have a problem with people talking during well, a movie if they're talking quietly amongst themselves we about the film. In fucking move the moving tavern, whichever. Well, and they weren't theater. even they weren't yelling at us. No, you no, know, they were yelling like, at this like this just, quiet person right in front of us. Yeah, cracking a joke to his friends, and like this isn't a quiet theater. We were at like you know the fucking shitty AMC, you know, where it's like. My 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 brother my brother and Thor like if you want the quiet experience, go to the theater where they're like we'll kick you out for talking. <laughs> you right, know? just fucking. It's like cope the masculine urge to ruin a movie. Well, it's just well, but <clears throat> it, it, like it it sucked and it made the movie less enjoyable to watch. But at the same time, it like you couldn't have like tried to make a better example. Of, of 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 what the movie is talking about than that, like it was the perfect example of like, just it's just it's just continuing to hammer the movie home. I yeah. Think if if Robert Eggers could include that experience with every viewing of the movie, he would. <laughs> like if he could, you know, if he could possibly like include that experience in the movie to hammer home the point, it would be an effective way to hammer in the point. Right. Well, and like, I don't know, I I think that as I was watching this, I couldn't help but think, my big thing was just like, okay, American auteurism is a thing Mm -hmm. that we are going to experience now in our lifetime, or at least we really are experiencing it. You know, the previous generation had like Spike Jones and like Michel Gondry, Michel Gondry, 
people like that. Um, we've got Robert Eggers, Ari Aster, and Jordan Peele. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that I would consider to be auteurs, but like the ones everybody seems to be coming out and talking about every time they do anything is Ari Aster, Robert Eggers, and Jordan Peele. Yeah. And like, these seem to be the three <laughs> that we're going to be hearing about for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think um, in the lineage of Robert Eggers stuff, he he's very successful at doing exactly what it is that he attempts. Right. Um, I feel the same way about Ari Aster, but you haven't seen any of his movies yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to force you after literally when we're done here, I'm going to force you to watch one of them. Cause you just have, if you like Robert Eggers, you will like his movies. Mm-hmm. It's just American auteurism. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also Jordan Peele is like, I think the prime example of this where everybody will literally stop what they're doing to see what the fuck he's talking about today. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know. I, the movie left me with this kind of like, I keep hearing this thing. I've heard it forever that there are no more auteurs and that film is dead uh, as a dead medium. Have you, ha- have they tried not watching a Marvel film? And yeah. And it's like, I understand that Disney North has North? a conglomerate over everything, but there are auteurs working right now and they're great. And we all agree that they're great. And it's not that they're few and far between. It's not like there was a time where everybody was an auteur and there were like yeah. a billion of them. You know, like th- there there are probably more auteur filmmakers working today well, than ever before. And and if you aren't seeing that, then you're fucking lazy. Well, like I hear this complaint all the time where it's like, we never see it. It's fucking... Stop being lazy then. Go look for it's it. Like that, it's out there. That dumb shit. And we're not going to say his name. <laughs> But we oh, were Christ. watching this YouTuber, and he was talking about a specific genre of movie, and he was like, "They used to make this all the time, but now they never make these because blah, 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 blah. like shitty fucking takes coming out of his mouth." And then, but then it's like my 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 brother in Christ. It's like it's like you the movies you bring up were made over like twenty years, and you've brought up like four. You know, it's like it's like these movies never frequently came out. You're just looking at 40 years of cinema and being like, well, why can't we have five movies like this every year? (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know. It's just like, what do you fucking want, really? Uh, I want relevant stories told by good filmmakers occasionally. Well, And I want want fulfilling meals, right? Yeah. I don't want empty calories. And so I get the idea that it's like, oh, I want a billion fucking auteurs. Cool, neato, cheeto. But I like the having a couple occasionally d- having their food and then digesting well, and it like, over the course of time I and was, then moving on. I was legitimately <laughs> grinning ear to ear the entire film. Like everything was just delicious. It's like every morsel in in this movie was was like nourishment to me like you know you know and it was just like it's like i i i am fine with robert eggers taking his sweet ass fucking time to make movies if this is what i get like yeah it's like every single moment of the movie was incredible to me yeah and it was i mean and i don't know 
it just left me feeling this kind of weird cold like wow if like I can't believe we're going to look a gift horse in the mouth again yeah again like I remember when I saw the witch I was like wow this is the birth of new American tourism yeah. that's literally what I said when I left the theater I was like right. I, I feel like this is gonna be the birth of new American tourism and I was right uh, I mean, somewhat, I guess. There was right. stuff that came before that that was, like, really pushing it. But they, that that was something. The, the witch was something. It was only a million dollars or two million dollars, right. some bullshit. Well, and, and something, something you said earlier in this podcast that I didn't want to bring it up when you said it because I wanted to have the summary of the movie before I talked right, about it. Right, 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 right. But, you know, how the witch is a movie about, about you know, the patriarchy and, and, and a mod, like a modern look at, at women under the patriarchy, especially teenagers, you know, under their fathers. And through, how they're still through, being influenced. Still being influenced through the lens of, you know, the Puritans. Right. Where And so and, and I think this movie, you know, beyond just being about toxic masculinity in general, is also a look, it, it's it's the same exact look of of how does, how does like, the influence of, of the patriarchy affect young men right and right and how does how does it's kind of like the jodorowsky thing we've been talking about where it's like how does you know how does the father's pass down masculinity impact the son right and also where is the origin of this stupid idea yeah like where did this stupid shit come from and i understand that viking culture is real cool and shit and i also understand that history is real cool and shit um but I like that Robert Eggers does not stray away from what it is, the culture. Like, what it is, it's good ideas, it's bad ideas, everything that represents it from top to bottom. Yeah. So that the next time some dumbass black metal asshole like Varg is like, we should return to time when we were Viking. Right. You can be like, yeah, okay, but that objectively fucking sucks for everyone, and also we're still doing it. Yeah. Well, in in but in it, it's like Viking culture in specific is interesting in terms of like Western culture because they they did a lot of like they like, they did a lot of really inter- like weird things that other Western cultures wouldn't do for for a while. So in terms of like culture, they they kind of were. And I, I I don't like to use the term like advanced because um, I, I feel like a lot of people talk about cultural advancement and they get really fucking racist <laughs> yeah. but in terms you know but comparing them to like the uh like the anglo culture and like the french culture you know you know they they did a lot of things that 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 you know you we can look at today and be like wow that was like that's real interesting that at this time period they were doing that when everyone else you know would start to have these ideas significantly later and so i don't know and it's just like in specific it's it's really great, interesting culture and an interesting time, and it really sucks that it's just been co-opted by Vargists, yeah, like by the Vargs. Fucking weird fascists. Yeah. Well, and like, I don't know, I think that this and The Green Knight both are kind of like good examples of movies trying to analyze the origins of our stupid masculine urges <laughs> like as culture as a culture like mm-hmm. why americans do the stupid bullshit that they do right well and like well, i w- i once was in a philosophy class and my philosophy professor at the time said that he thinks that if we really want to get school shooters to stop we need to convince them that God will punish them in the afterlife. 
Um, and he's like, so I think that the way we do that is we reinstitute the Bible as education and foundation in schools. And then we start teaching people about Christian values. Well, and, 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 and so as he kept talking, I, I was just like, isn't that self-defeating? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, isn't that because, what got us here? Because like, yeah, that's literally what got us here. The constant weird reappropriative urge to die for some dumbass purpose. <laughs> and I'm not saying that Jesus died for some dumbass purpose, but also he did. And that's kind of the point. Right, like well, every every, every <laughs> dumbass thing that would classify it as a sin, you know, Jesus died for. So the one time you jacked off to Sonic porn, Jesus thought about that as he died on the cross. Yeah, that's what he was thinking about. Um, he was like, "I'm gonna make sure that, that. Neo gets to heaven, even though he spunked for the fucking blue hedgehog, blue hedgehog. pussy." Yeah. Um, pussy, excuse you. Pussy. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was a femboy thing. <laughs> Sonic's a femboy. Uh, anyway, okay. What time we got over there, Neo? Oh, it's about time to wrap up. Okay. Uh, we can we can wrap her up. Yeah. Ra- <laughs> um, so um I hated it personally. I thought that the movie sucked. Yeah, why 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 didn't he rant about black people in it? <laughs> yeah, come on. Why didn't he talk about how cool it was when the Vikings had an ethno state? He should have been like, We cannot trust the people at our borders. <laughs> <laughs> no. He uh, should have been like, drugs are bad and we should arrest people who do them. I I love I love Viking content. That's not shittily like right wing. It, it it makes me happy. Ah, uh, look, it is a male feminist. And then he hits him with a sword. <laughs> God. Uh, no, okay. Uh, it's gold for me. Absolutely. I, I liked it. Uh, I think Robert Eggers is, is, yeah, as I said, one of, one of like, in my brain, one of the best filmmakers of our time. Uh, he's going to continue to blow our minds for a hot minute. I think that we are in a period where as long as he doesn't swap to prime and start doing a motherfucking stupid series where it's like an adaptation of some stupid Neil Gaiman book that I think we're going to be fine guys. I think we're going to have Robert around for a while and I think he's going to be making good ass shit and I like what he's doing. You should really call him by his Norse name. What's, what's his Norse name? Robert the egg. I want to die. All right. See y'all next week. Bye.